Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global, multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. gis.sport.fnr. Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Piraeus, his first touch of the game! Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points! And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped the keeper! Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio. Well, we've been away far, far too long. There's been far too many breaks between football games for my liking, but the green room is finally back for 2022. Josh Parrish here with Lockie Flanagan on behalf of FNR Football Nation Radio for the official Western United Club show presented, as always, by Simmons Homes. Lockie... Are you looking forward to the boys in green and black getting back in action on Friday night? Well, it's like, I, I you know the phrase touch wood, like when you're, when you're hoping for something mm. to happen? Like, I feel like that doesn't do, like, the last <laughs> month enough justice. You need to be, I don't know, touching something other than that, like some diamonds or something yeah. like that. But we do. Rubbing like We can, we can reach out and touch this game that is fast approaching on Friday night. And I, I like to think that the return of the show coinciding with the game, does that make us a positive boon? I hope we're a good omen. I think, to the, to the I outside world, that's the narrative we're rolling with. I think we've been a good omen. Just saying, Green Room comes so back. Western United, you know, I'm just saying. I'm not, not saying one influences the other. I'm not saying which direction they influence one another, but you know, I'll leave the viewers to make up their own conclusion. Well, we've got a big show coming up. Indeed, we do. We're going to be uh, giving Nick Hughes his much uh, desired rematch. He's been getting at us all over the Christmas break, saying we stitched him up with the format of the last uh, expert versus fan super quiz. Mm. And uh, he feels he was hardly done by, by getting second dibs at the answers. So we're changing the format this time. Uh, we're going to let uh, superfan Jay, a new guest, answer first. A new challenger. And, uh, and then we're going to have Nick Hughes make sure he doesn't cheat because we know he's pretty competitive, uh, write his answers on a whiteboard and uh, turn around to reveal. So I'm well, looking forward to that in the I'm, second half. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to chatting to Jay as well before that. Like, it, you, you know, Josh, uh, it takes a lot to, to pull me away from, mm. from this microphone over here, but getting the chance to step outside, allow the beast Nick Hughes to come in and <laughs> do some, some quiz madness. I've got my popcorn ready outside. That is more than worth it. I think we need a nickname for him like they have on The Chase. Uh, yeah. right. we'll I'm just going to we'll continue to... with the beast for, okay, now. for now. That's just what I Place call him privately. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with it for the moment. The man who comes up with most of the nicknames, uh, I believe, right, in uh, the Western United on the training paddock, uh, is one of our favourite guests, uh, Roaming Ryan. Ryan Scott, welcome back to the green room, Ryan, albeit virtually this time. Uh, where are you roaming to at the moment? I hear uh, Wollongong is your destination. Yeah, how you going, boys? Uh, yes, Wollongong on Friday. So we train tomorrow, then we're we're off. We're all excited. It's our first 
first away trip in well since last season. So boys looking forward to get on the road and uh, and get back into playing games. You lot must be so cooped up at the moment. The cabin fever. I mean, after not getting the kind of release of playing those games, what, what's the feeling like amongst the playing group at the moment? Yeah, look, everyone's ready to go. Everyone's looking forward to to playing. Is sort of you know, talking to a few of the boys. It's felt like a little little bit of a mini preseason the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we've had boys sort of in and out, but we've got got all hands back on deck now. Um, the morale's good. The morale's high. Um, Obviously, we started the season well, so yeah, we sort of want to get back into the games, and and we understand that this is obviously going to be a, a very busy uh, back half of the year. Mm. And it's and it's great, and as you said, exciting that you know that the squad can finally get back to those games. But you know, it has been roughly a month since the last fixture. Have you guys, in addition to the training that you've been doing, have you been doing anything extra to to keep the spirits up, keep morale high? Has there been like a, a another edition of golf? Some, some games happening. Fill me in. Yeah, it's sort of been a bit tough. Obviously, we had a, a few uh, COVID uh, cases sweep through the team, so we've sort of um, you know, we're sort of in and out over you know, over that that three to four week period. Um, and then again, obviously, there's you know boys are trying to be careful to mm. to not not for the ones who haven't haven't got it already to to go out and, and pick that up. So. Um, you know, let's we, we try to get together where we can, um, but yeah, it's pro- probably been more more training than than getting together. We've been training a lot as well, so we've been seeing each other all the time. Well, speaking of training, you've been training this season under the auspices of one of the A League's stalwart goalkeepers in in Jamie Young. What's he been like to to work with and and compete with? Yeah, it's been good uh, working with Youngy. Um, we've got a good relationship. Um, Obviously, as you said, he's 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 been one of the better keepers in the league for a long long period of time. Um, obviously, I I want to play as well, so I'm I'm trying to do my best to get in the team. Um, but also it comes with that I'm supporting Youngy. Um, you know, doing everything I can to make sure he's he's got everything he needs. Um, and he's yeah he's been playing well, uh, keeping clean sheets, which is always good. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, all good uh, coming out of the goalkeeper union at the moment. Is there anything from his game that you've noticed or, or picked up on? Uh, because he's obviously got so many years of experience in this competition. Yeah, I just think he's very, very organised. Um, yeah, he prepares well, prepares, mm. prepares good professional. Um, but yeah, no, all goalkeepers are different. Um, you know, young he has has a skill set. I have a skill set. Um, young Charlie has a skill set. He's he's been with us all preseason and into the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You know, we all, all look at each other and, and, and pick up things we can. I've certainly learned a few things off Youngie. Um, and who knows, maybe he's learned a thing or two off me as well. Well, the, uh, the goalkeeping fraternity will be flying up uh, to the gong very shortly along with the rest of the squad. I was actually thinking about this, you know, when, when I realised you guys were playing up in the gong. I've never asked a player before how the plane situation works when you're flying up. Like, how, how does the, the seating arrangement get sorted out when you're travelling? Like, is it done alphabetically? Do the goalkeepers have to sit in a row of three together? You know, are, you, are you picking and choosing? Are people avoiding you? What, what's the situation? Yeah, I think I, I think it's a bit of a lottery. Um, there's usually a few exit seats that are up for grabs. Um, you, you might find, well, I guess, the boys that are going to be starting or a few of the older fellas that want to stretch their legs out in the, in the exit rows. Um, 
but yeah, it's I think it's been a bit of lucky dip. I've got a window seat tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited about that. Who are you sitting next to? Uh, I do not know. Really, it really is a lucky dip. Okay, what would hypothetically, hypothetically, what would constitute which player would constitute like an unlucky pick out of a lucky dip here? (laughs) You can name more than one. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few names. Um, probably wouldn't want to get stuck next to Killer Uh, Neil Kilkenny, a bit of a grandpa, Um, and he snores as well. So if he if he dozes off, could be yeah, could be uh, disrupting the, the flight. (laughs) <laughs> Killer also seems like when he is awake, a bit of a hard taskmaster on the training paddock, and and he's always he's always uh, giving out orders. We see on the on the pitch, he's always pointing somewhere, telling somewhere where to yeah. go. Yeah, if it was calling the general, um, <laughs> he's, he's sort of like having a coach on the field, so it's good. Um, but his contribution to our to our team this season's been second to none. I think he's made a, a really big difference. Um, you know, he has the, the respect of all the boys and. And at his age, he's still still one of the best performers every week. So it's uh, yeah, credit to Killer. Well, speaking speaking of respect, Scotty, you're of course a repeat customer here on the green room. We're very lucky to have you again. But one of the big revelations from your initial appearance uh, was the fact that you once scored uh, over 200 or had a knock of over 200 runs in a in a cricket match for for Monbolk. Now, yeah. I don't know if you've been paying Denver. attention. Uh, Jembrook, my bad, my bad. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to to the most recent Ashes summer. Uh, have you been? Have you been? You know, checking ancestry dot com, looking at your passport, seeing if you've got any English relatives, because you because you might have been able to step in and help that side. Did it cross your mind? Yeah, well, my dad's a Geordie, so um, I've got I've got my UK passport, so I'm sure I would uh, be up for selection. You, you didn't you didn't put your CV in. You didn't give someone nah. a nudge. Me and me and Wales, you've been joking about that. There's a few of us boys who love the cricket, and um, a few of us were in isolation when the the test match. I think it was the Sydney test match was on, so I think we watched every ball of the whole test match. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly been a few running jokes that I think any one of us could could get a gig <laughs> in the bombs top order. I reckon I reckon Lockie Wales would be a pretty mean fast bowler. He's got that look about him. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, we actually went down to the nets not long ago, and he's in his bowling. Bowling pretty short, so me and Rizzo were putting him away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he reckons he reckons he goes all right. Oh, so, who is the best cricketer in in the Western United team? I know there are a few few games uh, that happened in the hub um, a while back, uh, and, and obviously you've had a few net sessions. Uh, is, would you put yourself number one? Oh, look, um, I think the. The statistics would, would speak for themselves, um, <laughs> not to come across in a big head, but I, I did play a lot of cricket. Um, Josh Risden goes all right. He's We actually played a bit of backyard cricket the other day at his house. He's just moved moved to a new house. Um, well, the, the pitch was probably about five metres long. Um, we had to bat that standard. So, um, yeah, he, he'd be in the, in the top order. Um, and I know you're talking about nicknames before, so the my latest... Latest work is uh, Benny Collins. We've been calling him Scotty Boland. Scotty um, Boland, very good. Bit of an enforcer, so he'll be taking the new rock. <laughs> well, this, this this brings up an important thing because you, you are famed for your ability to uh, dish out nicknames to other people. Uh, Scott Boland is is a very good yeah. one. Uh, yeah. But I've I've been rolling around calling, obviously, Tomoki Amai the Mocky Monster, thinking yeah. that that was like a club-wide thing. 
But the more and more and more times I bring it up on this show, is that just like your personal nickname for him? Is because I thought that was much more widespread. Have you led me astray? Nah, it, it got a lot of airtime last year, the Mocky Monster. Um, but it sort of got to a point we'd call him the Mocky Monster, and he said, "No, no, no, no monster, no monster." <laughs> uh, I think that's his, uh, his his good nature to to let everyone know that he's a really good fella, and he doesn't want to come across in a you know in a nasty monster way. So, yeah, so have just, you been workshopping a more friendly, sort of approachable themed nickname for him? Yeah, I think we just go with Mocky. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah Mocky gets the chocolates. That that Beautiful. is um, very sweet, actually. That he didn't that's want to true. come across aggressively. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel quite bad him. now that I've been calling him the Mocky <laughs> Monster. I, I just imagine him feeling horrified that I continue to to name him improperly. Sorry, Tamaki, if you listen. Uh, have you have you? Have you introduced him to the Cookie Monster yet to to show that it's a it's not quite the vibe you're going for? Yeah. Oh, the, we're, we're always introducing him to new stuff. Um, we haven't we haven't quite got to the Cookie Monster yet, but uh, a lot of Aussie slang that he he picks up, and even a few songs that he's started to belt out. What's the uh, what's his favourite bit of Australian culture? Do you think that you've introduced him to? What has he taken to uh, most heartily? Oh, probably just the lingo. Yeah, he loves the g'day, mate. Um, yeah, we teach him a few c- colourful words that, that probably aren't the best for this show, but <laughs> lo- loves to learn as much as he can. Yeah, necessities on the football pitch, as long as you're not too yeah. close to the pitch side mics, yeah. which uh, tend to be active in the A-League. Yes, the old, the old, the classic hot mic. Uh, sp- on the subject of, of Australian culture, Ryan Scott, it's probably the best week of all possible weeks to have you on because... Yeah, we know you're into your music. You, you you made headlines last time you were on here for for wearing the Skeg shirt, uh, and yeah. of course it's a big weekend in Australian music. We've got the Hottest 100 coming up this Saturday. Have you put your votes in? Have you been keenly following what's going on? And you you know you'll be playing on the Friday. Do you have a plan yeah. for the Hottest 100? Um, Take me. I'll through. be honest. I, I haven't voted this year. <sighs> Um, right, Scott. I think, yeah, I know. Uh, wow, I'm still very much in touch with with all all the all the music. Um, not as much as I used to be because I used to, obviously I used to be a, a Brickie, so we'd have Triple J on every day, mm. um, and I, I used to vote back then. But I, I don't feel. I mean, I, it's always good to support support your artists. So if if I was to vote, um, there'd probably be some DMAs, Spacey Jane, uh, the Terry's. The Terry's is a band that I've I've really been getting into. Uh, the last, the last few weeks, um, I pick up Walesy in the morning every day. So we've both been, both been busting out the Terry's, and I think they're going to have a couple of songs for the first time in the in the countdown. Um, as for plans, um, I think we or oh, we we travel back on Saturday. So <coughs> excuse me, we'll probably miss the the crux of it, and then um, yeah, we got trained on Sunday. So um, so you can't even do the hottest two hundred either. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's nah, killer. Yeah, busy, busy boys at the moment. Glamorous the life of professional footballers, yeah. isn't it? You know? I'll have to have to. So you have to get someone to record it or something. Tri- <laughs> Triple J on tape it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Scotty, for the rest of the season, what's your sort of personal goal? Um, is it to get more first team appearances? Is it just to uh, coin the best nickname this season? Is it to basically just put your best foot forward in training and whatever happens happens? How do you? Uh, measure success when you're the backup goalkeeper because it's a hard thing to break into a team when you know they're keeping clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is can be quite difficult. Um, 
I guess for me, um, it's it's to get into the team. I think I think if any any goalkeeper doesn't want to doesn't want to play, then then he shouldn't be mm. be doing this for a job because you know there's a lot of people that would give anything to to be able to have the opportunity. Um, I understand my role. I've you know I did this obviously last year and and the year before. Um, you know I've been on on the bench and you know I'm not someone to you know throw the toys out and um, you know huff and puff around like I'm I'm supporting Youngy. Um, my main goal is to be ready. So um, last year I was ready when I got my opportunity. Um, you know I'm, I feel like I'm training well and 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 I guess my goal is to to be ready. Um, you know whether I whether I come on in the last five minutes or if I if I start a match. Um, so yeah, you, you know you could wait. You could wait a long time, or you know, who knows? It could happen on on Friday. So, um, yeah, I guess just being ready um, for that opportunity when it arises, because mm. you, you know, if you if you don't take it, then then you sort of give everyone a bit of an ammunition to say, oh well, that's why you know, that's why you're on the bench, or, or whatever. Exactly, and you know, there's and if you make a mistake, it's you go in the back of the net, so it's quite costly. I mean, this season with such an unpredictable schedule <clears throat> and. Uh potentially games being packed into uh, a very short space of time. Uh, is this potentially, you know, opportunities arising with rotation and so forth, not for, just for yourself, but for other, you know, fringe players in the team to get minutes? Yeah, certainly. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be a busy schedule and it, it will be hard for, it'll be hard for, you know, the same 11 to go out there each week and, um, and, and do the job. So, um, you know, that's why we have a squad. Um, you know, there's some good young talent coming through that are, you know, knocking on the door um, for, for opportunities. Um, you know, we all sort of got a bit of a run in the in the cup game against against Wellington, oh, probably a couple of months ago now. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, someone's gonna gonna put their hand up and you know take a game by the scruff of the neck, and really the boys have to you know be ready and come on and perform. Um, you know, so the, the the coach coach will look at, look at them next time and, and give them an opportunity. And obviously, there's injuries and, and everything. So yeah, there'll be boys getting opportunities. Um, you know, some someone I not even know it, but I'm, I'm sure. Um, even I've been around the, the game enough to to see that there's opportunities come sort of out of the blue. Mm. Well, as you said before, it is a lot of this sort of stuff. You know, when you're playing in a, a different role off the bench as a backup keeper, it's about being ready for you know the unexpected, ready to step in when the moment arises and. There has been plenty of unexpectedness, I think, in, in this A-League men's season, not least, you know, the way um, fixtures have been chopped and changed. You know, you guys have experienced that better than most. And as you said before as well, it's it's leading to, you know, gonna, going to be quite a heavy back end of the season for you. How are you and the, the rest of the squad feeling about that challenge of, you know, playing a, a, a large amount of games in a, in a compressed time frame? Like, how do you look at that? Yeah, look. To be honest, I think everyone looks at it, um, with a positive mind. Like we, we love playing games. Um, you know, when you when you're playing two games a week, um, you know, there's you know, less training. It's more about about the product and, and, and the game itself. So, um, you know, we we all play. We all sign up to play. We all want to play. Um, and again, yeah, there'll be more opportunities for more boys. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's going to be the same for everyone. I know, sort of, some clubs are indifferent positions <laughs> um, with the amount of games they've played but um, yeah look we did it last year and, and obviously the boys that were there last year um, will take a lot of learnings from that because um, yeah we sort of went on a bit of a losing run and couldn't really adapt on the road 
Um, you know, we've played a lot of games at home, so there's going to be yeah a lot of travel um, and, and away games where you know you, you've got to pick up points if you you, you want to be pushing for the top top few spots. Well, there's a lot of teams you haven't played against yet this season due to the sort of conference structure that uh, began the season. Uh, Wellington Phoenix, you've at least had a look at them in the cup, even if there were some rotated teams uh, involved. Uh, what kind of challenge do they present uh, going into the game this Friday? What's been the sort of message from the coaching staff to, to try and counter what they, they possess? Yeah, um, look, Wellington's a, Wellington's a good side. You know, they're probably not where they want to be ladder-wise. Um, you know, they've had a really good FA Cup run. Um, they're in the, in the semi-final, um, which, is, which is good by them. They knocked us out. Um, yeah, look, every team has, has threats, weaknesses. Um, you know, we've done our, done our review, and, and I'm sure we'll do some more tomorrow um, in our last session to, to find out where, where we can hurt them. And, and where we need to be careful as well because they've got some, some dangerous players going forward. So, um, yeah, look, big game. Um, I think they've had a little break as well from COVID. So both teams are, will be buzzing to get back into it. And, and uh, we're on the road. It's, it'll be tough. And, and we've got three points on our mind. Speaking, I guess, of the goalkeepers' union, I don't know if you watched that quarterfinal that Wellington played against uh, Melbourne City, but... Uh, their 19-year-old goalkeeper managed to save a couple of penalties in the shootout and generally made a, a name for himself. As a goalkeeper watching that kind of thing unfold, do you get a little bit of a, you know, secondhand buzz from the, the kid coming up so big in a, in a shootout? Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. Um, I, think he's, I think he's done well um, since he's come in, um, which is, you know, it's, again, it's sink or swim. You, you, get, you get thrown in and you either... You know, take your opportunity or you don't, and there's sort of no real grey area. Um, you're sort of up to it or you aren't, and and, and he's he's shown that he's up to it. Um, yeah, we'll see massive heroics in the penalty shootout. I think that's every, you know, every, every keeper's obviously you know strikers want to score, but if he if he can play in a penalty shootout as a goalkeeper, and you know make important saves to win, um, you know, there's not many better feelings. So yeah, it was good to see him um, get his team over the line and. Yeah, I'll obviously wish him, wish him all the best. Yeah, except for this Friday, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. Talking of penalty shootouts, I mean, my mind immediately goes to, to your role in, in Bentley's title win at Amy Park over Avondale that went all the way down to penalties. Uh, what Do you enjoy the pressure of the shootout as a goalkeeper? Because, you know, you're kind of not expected to make the save, but you've got every opportunity to, to make yourself a hero. Yeah, I love it. Um, just yeah, it's it's the pinnacle for me in, in, in big games, you know, um, whether it's you know cup finals or grand finals or um, obviously it's always a, a knockout game when the when it's a penalty shootout. So um, yeah, it's it's you just got to step up to the moment. Um, yeah, that when was it 2019? I think at Bentley that was you know one of the probably one of the highlights in my, my career um, from where I'm at at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's just. Just have a go, really. Like, just you haven't really got anything to lose. Um, and I think the more you carry on, the the easier it makes your job. Because, yeah, like I think if you get in get in their heads, um, they, their mind starts to wander, and and they probably think it's it's harder than it is to to put the ball in the back of the net from twelve yards. So you're trying to be as distracting as possible on the goal line, moving back and forth, screaming yeah, really yeah. loudly if you make a save, kind of thing. Yeah, if I can, if I can make it, make them wait a little bit. A little bit longer, um, you know. Just anything, really. Like you got nothing to lose, as you said. So, yeah. you've you've kind of touched on it a bit there, but that's the part of like I'm glad you brought penalties 
and penalty shootouts up, Josh, because that's the part that fascinates me. Like we all know that keepers are, you know, can make themselves big and like the technical aspects, you know, you've kind of touched on there. But I feel like the penalty shootout, the bit that really fascinates me, that's almost just as important is all the bits leading up to the penalties. You said, you know, making the player who's taking it wait longer. You're, you're known for, you know, being a fairly talkative player and you're revered within your own squad for being able to do that. Do you, do you use that, you know, the, the, the sledging ability that you inherited from, uh, from cricket? Do you use that to your advantage before the penalty? Like, well, what's, your, what's your technique in that regard? Because some people like to you know, rattle the crossbar, that kind of thing. Are you just trying to, to rattle them mentally? Yeah, mine's more mental. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, I sort of know where I'm playing or the level I'm at will depend on what I'm going to say. Like, if I think I, I used to, I guess I sort of was playing in the MPL for a long time. So, I don't know, I guess I could have sort of earned the right to maybe say a little bit more. Um, I think one time, I, I think it was against Grand Gully, I, he was a, he was stepping up and I was I was telling him that our Uber was out the front and that we had to hurry up. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, I had a five-star rating and I, I didn't want him to ruin that. So I just told him to get a bit of a wriggle on. Um, and then, yeah, he, he scored and he told me to go jump in my Uber. So that, <laughs> well, <laughs> you teed yourself through. up there. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, like it doesn't bother me. Like, I just tried something new and didn't work, but we ended up equalising 96 minutes. So I was, I was, uh, had the passenger side door open for him, waiting for him to jump in as well. <laughs> How is your Uber rating these days? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm around 4.7 stars. That's not bad. That's not uh, bad. Yeah, I, I imagine you'd be a chatty customer. Yeah. Well, I seem to get all the Ubers. There's a few boys in the team that they reckon they don't have Uber or, you know, like their, their account's not working. Um, yeah, a few few, few tight asses. <laughs> they left their Uber app at home, you know. It, it happens all the time. Mm, yeah, so split easy. one, yeah. Yeah, I think my yeah. account hasn't been working, lucky. So, yeah, uh, you know. especially when I'm around him. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> it seems to get out of order. Yeah, no, we do have the problem. So, Scotty, this is something that has been driving me crazy uh, since I saw it. So we obviously get our production email from from Lucy at the, at the start of the week um, letting us know who's on the show, giving us the, the rundown of, of what to expect. Uh, and sometimes with, with that comes submissions of things we might like to put to the players. And we did get a submission come through uh, from someone who was involved in our production emails, uh, Chloe, who is, of course, the, the GM of, of marketing and media at the club. Yeah. She replied to the announcement email that you were going to be on with an email that no dear Lockie and Josh or anything like that. It just said, and this is a direct quote from the email, you can ask him about, and this made me raise my eyebrows, to the roof, you can ask him about Scotty Banana. No, no explanation given. We've been can puzzling you, over this all week. So we have been given, thankfully, we've got uh, Nick Hughes uh, who is, of course, involved with Western United and us, the, uh, the, the cross-promotion product that he is, uh, key us up on what it is. But for those who might be listening and have just heard the phrase Scotty Banana, can you give us an insight into what on earth Scotty Banana is? Because Chloe thinks it's, it's worth everyone knowing. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it all started, well, probably from my cricket days. It was, it's basically a chant um, that I learned at the cricket one day. I think it was a, a one-dayer probably oh, 10 years ago, high school days. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's just a song based just like plant bananas, grow bananas, pick bananas, pit, peel, etc. Um, and 
I think we were in Tasmania last season, um, and obviously the the service crew came over, and um, I think we had a win, and, and there was a there was a little club function on where where we had a couple of drinks, and um, the, the boys rocked up, and so yeah, the, we we got the chant going, um, and then yeah, it's 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 uh, become very popular in the the, the service crew, so. There's a little Instagram page, and I think someone's been dressing up as a banana, um, and yeah, so they, yeah, they've been carrying on. Um, so every time I hear that, it's yeah, nice little, nice little touch. I mean, what power you have! You know, this thing's got an Instagram yeah. account now, so <laughs> it's a good thought. Like, it's I'm a bit like that, like you know, singing and carrying on. So um, yeah, it seems to get them up and about. Um, so yeah, if that if, if anything helps them, then yeah, I'm happy. I so, think active fans have a little special connection with their goalkeepers because you're yeah. you're spending more time with them than you are with the rest of the players on the pitch a lot of the yeah. time, and at least that 45 minutes. So they seem to, uh, you know, have latched onto to your character and uh, your infectious energy. That that must be fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I, I support a, a football club as well, so I. You know, I've travelled for games, um, and I know what it's you know what it's like to have an emotional attachment to a club. Um, and you know, they they ride the highs and lows. They pay their money. Um, you know, they work all week, and and you know, this is a bit of a release release for them. Um, so I think it's important to to have that um, relationship with the supporters. Um, and you know, they keep turning up as well. Like we're a, we're still a young club, um, and, and and they keep turning up. So it's you know it's it's really important for us us to give back and, and get them involved and 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 give them the time of day. Mm. I feel. Well, if you're interested in in knowing more or staying up to date with the journey of Scotty Banana, you can follow the Scotty Banana <laughs> account on Instagram, which is at Scotty from the West. Shout out to a Western United fan, Brooke, who I believe is the the instigator of the uh, the the Scotty Banana meme. But you brought up something about you know the the fans turning up to the club, and you mentioned it before as well. Uh, and I, it was a thing about you that completely slipped my mind. You're a Newcastle fan. How, yeah. how have you how have you been doing this season? Because it, it's been oh. it's been a very turbulent time. And I I know that when we've had chat to you, had a chat to you about Newcastle in not the green room, the show, but the physical actual green room in the studio, you've had plenty to say about the state of Newcastle in the past. Uh, how are you looking at things at the present moment? There's a lot, lot oh. to unpack. Yeah, look, we're, I think we're on 13 points from about 21 games, so um, it hasn't been too too convincing. Obviously, we we do have new owners, um, which I was uh, very excited about. The the Mike Ashley era was finally ended. Um, I think we're still paying the price from from that era. Um, it doesn't you know it doesn't happen overnight. Um, brought a few players in in January, um, and I think there's a couple more that we're trying to get over the line, um, which is going to be crucial to see if we can uh, stay in the Premier League. So, um, look, it's still going to be hard. Um, you know, we're still still in the drop zone. I think there's I think there's four four teams, I think Watford, Norwich and Burnley. So, um, yeah, we need to start winning. It's as simple as that. So, whoever we've got to sign to do so, just get it done, stay in the league. And, look, even if we do go down... Um, I don't think it'll affect us too much. Probably just put us back, put our, our, our long-term goals back a couple of years. Um, but yeah, we'll probably clear some dead wood and 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 <coughs> come back in the 
championship. We've done it the last two times we've come up and, and finished first. So if we do go down, so be it. Um, the, the main thing is we have new owners and, and a new direction. Well, as you alluded to, uh, scenes of wild celebrations amongst all the Geordie fans when uh, Mike Ashley left and he'd become the, the new new money bags in the Premier League. And I saw plenty of photoshops of Kylian Mbappe in, in Newcastle United jerseys and so forth. Uh, instead, yeah. in January, you've gone out and signed Chris Wood. So, yeah. I mean, is that underwhelming or is Eddie Howe actually playing I 4D see, chess here? I, I, I think it's a good sign. I think there's something to be respected about, you know, obviously signing a player who's okay, but more importantly, signing one of your relegation rivals' best players <laughs> just Correct. to guarantee or increase their chances of being definitely relegated. I think it's a great play. Yeah, look, it's not... I think if you're realistic about where we are, like, you know, circumstances we are in the, in the drop zone, um, we're not playing in Europe or, the, you know, the Champions League, so you're not going to... I think people... Um, who don't really know the game would, would think we're going to sign Mbappe and that, but that's that's not certainly not going to happen. So, um, yeah, look, we've got Chris Wood. Look, he's got a pretty good record. I think he's scored 10-plus um, in the last last four four seasons, um, you know, which is which is a few goals. So if you can net a few for us, and, and, and he's one of not many players who, who've done that. I think, you know, yeah, Sullers and, and Mane's and Harry Kane's and them sort of players have, but outside the, the big dogs, um, not many players have done that. So... Um, look, ask me in in a few months if we if he scores a few goals and we stay up, then it's it's probably the best bit of business we've done. Yeah, unfashionable but, uh, gets the job done, yeah. Chris Chris Wood, especially in a relegation scrap. Uh, Scotty, yeah. before we let you go, uh, we're trying to educate here at FNL. We're trying to increase the knowledge base of the football family, and you spent many many seasons playing in the MPL. Uh, so heading into the this new MPL Victoria season uh, in 2022. Are there any yeah. sort of unheralded maybe stars in the making that uh, you think we should keep our eyes on? Uh, maybe even from the Western United MPL ranks. Yeah, um, I think there's a a new. I think there's a new coach. The boys did really well last year in the MPL. Um, yeah, I think they were they were probably mm. sniffing around for promotion if the season had have had have finished. Um, and Antoine Morich did a very good job. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's. I haven't I haven't been down or, or seen much. I think there's been some sort of been been a bit disrupted there as well with the the COVID situation. Um, but it'll be even be good for a couple of our boys to who who, who might lack minutes um, mm. get it get it um, once they start. Um, but yeah, look, I love, you know I like to keep keep a close eye on the, on the NPL. I've got a lot of mates who play there. Um, obviously, still still emotionally tied to Bentley after spending five years. Um, so if I had to pick a, a breakout season player, I'd probably probably say Jacob Alexander um, at the, the ripe age of 30. <laughs> um, and new dad, Kieran Dover. He's, uh, I think he's still got a lot to give the game. So, yeah, I think the Greens will be up there again. I, I've always enjoyed Jacob Alexander because he's a left back, but he has just the habit of scoring like three screamers a year. Just one of those, yeah. those defenders who loves a ping from outside the box and a free kick as well. He's not too bad. Yeah. Pretty handy. And uh, yeah, yeah, Kieran Dover did that nasty, was it a shoulder injury last season? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, didn't have like, the season he wanted to. Yeah. Well, uh, Scotty, it's been a pleasure chatting to you once again. All the best uh, with the resumption of your A-League campaign heading up to Wollongong to play against Wellington Phoenix on Friday night. That's a 7.45 kickoff. 
Uh, so I'm sure all the Western United fans, if they're not making a trip interstate, will be tuning into Paramount Plus for that one. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, and uh, we'll uh, keep us posted on your uh, your MPL picks and you know yeah. any kind of uh, you know big knocks in in training on the in in the cricket nets because you know if yeah. if Lockie Wales keeps. Uh, serving up those absolute peaches, oh, oh. <laughs> so if, those if, lemons. Then you you got to spake yeah. them out the pot. If you need the the email for the England Board of Selectors, just hit <laughs> us up. We we know a few people. Just send a couple of video clips of you hitting hitting big sixes. That's all we need. Yeah, I actually went down to Gembrook on Saturday and saw the boys have have a hit. Oh Maybe really? So, yeah, big Jazz Everett forty three not out, and Willie Davis with a couple of wickets. So good to see the Brookers. <laughs> Cheeky shout out at the end there too, yeah. Ryan Scott. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks, fellas. Ryan Scott, Western United goalkeeper, joining us here once again on the green room. We're going to take a short break, but on the other side, Lockie, it's the quiz rematch. Oh, the beast is back. Nick Hughes, Nick Hughes has an opportunity to, to redeem himself, uh, and we've got a Western United super fan coming up against him. On the other side of this break here on the green room, presented by Simmons Homes. Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it! Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio. And we're back here on the Green Room, the official Western United club show, coming to you live on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish here with Lockie Flanagan, who's soon going to get the hook and uh, be subbed. I'm we've got to have to step out. We've got an impact player coming in off the bench in a few minutes. Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we as we were starting to, you know, get into the the swing of, of regular quizzes. It's just become apparent that I am not worthy. If you put me up against a Western United fan, the Western United fan's going to, you know, I'm a general fan of the A-League, but they're mm. going to wipe the floor with me with Western United-specific questions. Got to give them So a we need to give them a real challenge. I mean, that feels like they've earned their stripes in quiz world. And uh, there's nothing, no better way to do that, I think, than go against an actual employee of the club in the form of Nick the Beast. That's what, that's what I'm going with. Other people can pick their own nickname. So before Christmas, uh, Caleb came on and absolutely wiped the floor with Nick Hughes. That is uh, true. Hughes, he was not happy with the format. He so thought, we've changed uh, it up. So we've changed it up. So it's going to be even harder for this week's contestant. Jay, welcome to the green room. G'day, guys. How are we? We're doing well, mate. Uh, tell us about you and your love for Western United because we know you get in amongst it so much that you uh, you get on over to the away trips. We ran in, into you in Tasmania. Uh, you're uh, big on board the green and black bandwagon. Yeah, well, when they first announced that the club was 100% going forward, it was going to be pretty much around the corner from where I live at the time, building the stadium. You know, I thought I didn't, ha- I hadn't had an A League club for a while. I'd sort of fallen out of the competition. I thought this is a perfect way to get back in it. Um, you know, we don't really have a sporting club at all out, you know, wherever way. So as soon as uh, the plans were announced, we jumped at the chance, uh, saw that an active needed to happen. So we found other like-minded people uh, like Caleb, uh, like Scott and, and Andrew Tran and, you know, a few of the others around the West uh, and sort of just snowballed from there and got bigger and bigger into what it is today. So, 
Did you jump on board with a few friends that you already knew or were you walking in blind thinking, oh, who am I going to meet at this first, you know, first game or first friendly game and, and making friends there? Well, so pretty much it was just uh, Caleb and myself. We were, we were thinking, oh, let's start an active, we'll jump on board um, and, you know, make an active and see who wants to get in on it. And then um, we found just scrolling through Facebook, a few other people that had the same idea. We met them, um, you know, and it feels like I've been mates with a few of these guys that we've met a couple of years ago through the club forever, you know. So I probably had, you know, two or three mates from outside the club, but now, you know, there's 40 or 50 different blokes at any one time coming to the games that, you know, we all know know each other now. So, you know, it, yeah, it's been good fun. Met a lot of new people, a lot of people from different walks of life as well, so. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's one of the great things about just being a fan of football, like generally speaking, like because it, it's such a, a far-reaching game. Like, you can make friends and have conversations with, with anyone ever by mentioning the team that you support, or just bring up a random mm. thing. Like, and that's just man on the street. Like, I can only imagine what that experience has, has been like in an active group. You know, b- making genuine, like, real close connections with people. It like must be that feeling times ten. Like it. it this must mean a lot to you, not just in terms of how much you care about the club, but now as well, you know, how much you care about the people around it too. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's important forging those connections as well, just because it's good for the club to have a, a, a solid base, you know, and not just in the active support. There's a lot of regular supporters that we see, you know, down at the pub week in, week out that get down, you know, you, you meet people from all over from, you know, inner Melbourne to the outside of Geelong and Ballarat and, you know, you go on away trips, forge good memories, have good friendships, you know, and, and support the club, you know, from, from where you live. And that's, I think, the most important part about it. Well, you mentioned it a little bit there. Um, but And obviously, you know, the ability to make friends and have those great away trips in the active, uh, you know, are probably some of the best memories. But there are there any specific games that are like stand up? above the rest is like your, your most cherished, like the kind of ones you'll, you'll look back on in, in years to come? Uh, when it comes to away trips, it'd have to be the first. Well, I, I actually went to the first game in Wellington. With oh, a few, really? A few people, yeah. So there's about eight of us, I think. Caleb, myself and Caleb went to Wellington. And although that wasn't too much of a standout game, you know, it was just great to be there. Um, beautiful city as well. Grouse away trip, would recommend it once we can go back there or, um, but the, the standout game would probably be uh, just adding on Ryan Scott's breakout game against Adelaide. I think we won 5-1 um, over in Adelaide, and, you know, just from start to finish, fantastic game, lots of attacking. Josh Risden, hat-trick of assists, um, and, you know, for, it was our first big away trip. I think we had about 40, 50-odd people come, so, yeah, that would probably be the, the most entertaining and, and my personal favourite game. That's that's a great memory, and you know, I think Ryan Scott has a special relationship with the the actives because of the way he sort of interacts with them after wins and so forth. I've seen him get on the megaphone a couple of times. Is is he sort of a, a cult hero at the club now? One hundred percent. Although we all love Jamie Young, he's not he's uh, not a well liked man among some of the West United supporters purely because he's displaced Scotty, you know? <laughs> and it's and. A lot of people are actually, you know, starting to get up even more upset because Jamie Young's playing so well. So, um, <laughs> you know, they want Scotty back. But, yeah, he's always been well-liked, sort of a cult figure and also sort of had that, um, you know, the good football story coming up from mm. the MPL, getting his chance and cementing himself. 
And, you know, this is just the next chapter in his game, I suppose, to try and do it all again. That sounds kind of like the Western service crew's equivalent of like the, it's not you, it's me. Like, it's not you, it's Ryan Scott. <laughs> like, sorry yeah. to say. But uh, we, we got the chance to, to ask him about this before, and, and, and you're in the active, so maybe you have a, a bit of knowledge with, about this as well. Uh, Scotty Banana, does that, does that mean anything to you? Does it mean as much to you as it does to Ryan Scott? I honestly don't know what to make of it. It's all a bit. <laughs> I, I've, I've not seen Scotty Banana other than on um, social media. We didn't find out about it till after the game. And obviously, um, Scotty Banana made his debut against Victory. That wasn't a great night. Um, <laughs> last time we were out, uh, hopefully Scotty Bananas can watch the watch the away game from his couch on on uh, Friday and get us a win. But. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was looking around thinking. I think it's actually like a, a small doll or something. I was actually, I thought it was. I think a it's actually one of the banana from Mario Kart. I thought, thought it was like the banana from Mario. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I, I reckon we should get maybe Andrew Tran dressed up in a big banana that, costume. See, when I first saw the the Scotty Banana email from Chloe come across my desk, that's what I assumed. Is there's like some some like post season trip footage of Ryan Scott in a banana? I think I, I think you're onto something here, Jay. I think we need to make this happen. Andrew Tran in the banana suit is a very good way to start, and I would like to see that happen. But I think that the the plan has got to be to get Ryan Scott in the banana suit by season's end. I reckon uh, we don't have a mascot yet, so there's a mascot <laughs> done. Ah, <laughs> oh, we've stitched him up big time here. All right, I think it's time we dispense with the pleasantries and uh, dispense with Lockie Flanagan as like, well. Like I said at the start of the show, I've never been so happy to step away from the mic than I than I am right now because we're getting into the quiz portion of this segment and that means I need to swap. It's time for me to come off the bench and be replaced by the man who I hope is slowly making his way towards the door. You can hear the rumbling of his footsteps as he heads towards the studio. It's none other than the man, the myth, the legend, or as I like to call him, the beast, Nick Hughes. Welcome, welcome. I'm going to step out now. It's been a pleasure, Green Room. I'll see you soon. I'll leave it in the very capable hands of the beast. Jay, before I go, very good luck to you. No pressure. Won't need it, but appreciate it. <laughs> Jay's confident. After uh, Caleb's win first week, uh, I think you. you're Thank you're you in with much. a good shout. So Caleb's the trivia head, so I'm like the backup. So you've got a good chance here. You've got a good chance to beat me. Well, I I'll I'll preface this quiz by uh, uh, saying more so to cover myself than anything else. Uh, I've I've only been with the club for a handful of months, so anything prior to that is uh, is not my fault. <laughs> it's my first day. That's, that's the Homer Simpson excuse. Nick. All right, we're going to run this a little differently to last time because uh, you complained that you weren't given first well, dibs on answering questions. It was just unfair. I, I thought we were trying to level the playing field, <laughs> employee versus fan, but apparently that wasn't enough uh, for Nick here. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Jay the questions you can answer. Um, because we didn't want to buzz in because there's a delay with the Zoom guest, of course. A little delay, and that can be crucial. So I'm going to ask you the question, Jay. Nick Hughes is going to write his answer on the whiteboard, and then I'm going to get you to reveal your answer, and then Nick Hughes can reveal his. So uh, I'll see him if he's scribbling away after the deadline. So no cheating, mate. Okay. All right. We'll keep this short and sweet. Eight questions. So uh, best of five. 
Before he was a full-time keeper for Western United, what was Ryan Scott's previous day job? Do I answer now? I'll just give uh, Nick Hughes a chance to finish his his, uh, writing there. Before he was a full-time keeper for Western United, what was Ryan Scott's previous day job? I'll uh, get get your answers in through the uh, comments section as well. Go on then, Jay. He's a brickie. A brickie. Bricklayer. Bricklayer. Ding, ding. That is correct on both counts. So uh, a point each to start it. Good start. Good start. It was like, a soft question. I feel like I'm on the uh, get to know your teammate videos that we've been putting out on the socials. <laughs> uh, flipping out over the whiteboards. We wouldn't have uh, ripped this concept off one of Western United's <laughs> existing videos, would we? Oh, never. <laughs> All right. Question two. And this, this statistic... Uh, Pleasantly surprised me. Which Western United player currently leads the league in both successful dribbles per match and successful tackles per match? Which Western United player currently leads the league in both successful dribbles and tackles per match? I wrote a stats article last week, uh, Jay. I hope you read it. I didn't, and I should because I'm, I'm, I, help, I, I read all the stats for our podcast as well, so who knows. All right, go on, Jay. Give it a go. Uh, so was that tackles and... Dribbles and tackles. Dribbles and tackles. I want to go with Neil Kilkenny. Neil Kilkenny is incorrect. <laughs> Well, that was a bit of a savage sound effect. There was a bit of a delay on it, so I turned it up. That was brutal. Who was it? Risden. Josh, Josh Risden is the correct Damn. answer. That's who I would have gone second. So Nick Hughes takes a 2-1 lead. It's a tough question. Midfielder. It was a very tough question, uh, and they don't get any easier. Question number three. Which Western United player, current player, boasts a CV that includes playing for clubs such as Rushton and Diamonds... Wickham Wanderers, Aldershot Town, Basingstoke Town, and Whitehawk. Don't know if any of those names sound familiar to any of our viewers watching, but Rushton in Diamonds, Wickham Wanderers, Aldershot Town, Basingstoke Town, and Whitehawk before joining Western United. Got an answer for me, Jay. I've got no idea. Jamie Young? Jamie Young, he's uh, taking a stab at the dark, and it's a correct answer well for done. both players. Well done. Well done. So it's, uh, it's 3 2 to Nick Hughes. You pulled that one out of the fire, Jay. We're going to go to question four. And this I was one's... thinking new players, so I just guessed one of our new players. <laughs> that was just a stab. <laughs> so he's Fair half result. English, Jamie Young. So he spent quite a lot of time playing in, uh, in the conference. And, played, uh, yeah, that, played that's why I guess. Played youth that's internationals. why I guess because there's a lot of English clubs there. So. Yeah. Oof. Good stuff. Jamie Young, uh, on the subject of Jamie Young, he's question four as well, also currently leads the league in clean sheets, but how many has he kept so far this season? How many clean sheets has Jamie Young kept so far this season to lead the league? Uh, I want to say four. Four is correct as well. And Nick Hughes gets the point as well. So an immaculate record so far from our quizzing champ. So I think how giving him the opportunity to answer might have been uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a what mistake. Is that halfway down? Four so out of eight? This is, uh, we're halfway through. Four, three. And question five is, which Western United player played his youth football at Arsenal? 
which Western United player played his youth football at Arsenal? Any guesses, Jay? I've actually got no idea on this one. Might just take another stab. Take a stab, mate. Well, I can't even think. I've pulled a blank. Uh, think British, British backgrounds. Even slight British accent. To yeah, this day. it's a weird. I want to say, say Neil Kilkenny. Neil Kilkenny Neil is the correct Kilkenny. answer. He's got it. Yeah. He's got it. That's, yeah. I was just going through quickly, <laughs> thinking of all the players that are playing in England again and wasn't young because we just went through his club. So. <laughs> all right. This one's a bit of a different one. This is closest to the pin. We're not expecting you to get it absolutely right. I would be very impressed if you did. But uh, this is just the closest answer wins. How tall in centimetres is Leo Lacroix? How tall in centimetres is Leo Lacroix? I think we need some atmosphere in this game show. (laughs) There we go. That's more like it, isn't it? How tall in centimetres is Leo Lacroix? Jay, give me a number. I would say 200. No, not that tall. (laughs) Maybe 196. 196. 194. 197 is the answer. So, Jay... Gets the point. Bingo. Levels the scores at four Let's apiece. Go. Sorry, five apiece. This is an outstanding performance by both of you, I have to say. He does look like he's about 200, though, when he towers over the... You're one centimetre away. That's actually... That's, that's borderline miraculous, Jay. Very <laughs> Question seven, only two left. It's getting exciting now. Which of the following clubs did Western United head coach John Aloisi not represent during his storied career. So which one of these four clubs did John Aloisi not play for? Four clubs we've gone for here are Antwerp of Belgium, Celta Vigo of Spain, Coventry City of England, and Cremonese of Italy. Oh boy. We know we knew you know he played all over Europe, but which one of those teams did he not play for? Do you want me to run them by you again, Jay? Yeah, just quickly. <laughs> Antwerp of ben- of Belgium, Celta Vigo of Spain, Coventry City of England, or Cremonese of Italy? Oh, no. Change of my I'm going to go with Coventry. Change of my answer. You, you don't think he played for Coventry. All right, Nick nah. Hughes is changing his answer now. I had Celta Vigo. It's gone Cremonese. Oh, no. It was Celta Vigo. It was Celta Vigo. You've done yourself wrong. (laughs) That's that's a red flag for both of you. So that means it all comes down to the last question. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Let's get the background music going again. And this one stumped even Lockie Flanagan when I came up with it. So uh, you're going to have to think long and hard about it. I'll give you a bit of extra time to come up with your answer. Which world record did Western United director of football Steve Horvat help the Socceroos set in 2001? Steve Horvat was playing for the Socceroos in 2001. He helped them set a world record. What was that record? Any ideas, Nick Hughes? I'll wait, I'll wait for him to write his answer. Well... To my knowledge, there's only one 
main record that the Socceroos have ever achieved. So if it's not this, then, then I, you, I have no idea. idea. All right, Jay, you give us your answer first. I think it's the same. I think it's most goals in a FIFA game, in a qualifier, or just the most goals in a game. What's your answer, Nick Hughes? Well, I've said biggest win. That is correct. But on both counts. Both, yeah. So would have thought. it's both the most goals and the biggest win. So you actually are both correct. And we've had the anticlimactic oh, finish no. of a draw. <laughs> Oh, oh, congratulations, dear. Jay. You've well uh, you've matched it with our well quizzing played. champion on a level playing field. That is a fair effort. Kicking myself on uh, Celta Vigo. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Trust yeah, your instincts, people. I should have gone that. I know he did play in Spain as well. I just can't I can't remember him playing. Yeah, because I knew I knew he played it. He was very good at Osasuna, so mm. I thought, ah, oh, Celta Vigo, I didn't know if you played He actually played at Alaves well. was the other club. Yeah. That's why I chucked it in there. I thought it was a good red herring. Oh, I tricked you. All right, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of The Green Room. It finishes in a, a very exciting 7-all draw in the quiz. Jay, well done, mate, and thank you for joining us on the show. No, it was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. And Nick Hughes, I don't need to congratulate you because you buddy work for the club you should and you're a football expert you should know all these things anyway so uh thank you for holding up your end of the bargain thank you my, my pleasure <laughs> all right tune in this friday it's an away game uh western united back in action finally in the a-league against wellington phoenix on friday night at 7 45 till then it is goodbye for now a big thank you to our sponsors simmons homes and we'll be back on the green room next week Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Piraeus, his first touch of the game. Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points. And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio.